All right, babes. Oh! <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, no. The microphone just fell down. Uh-oh. Dang oh. it. Is that a sign? <laughs> we need a GoFundMe for a new microphone <laughs> holder. Yes, that's our last GoFundMe. <laughs> Worked out so great. You're listening to the Fight for Together podcast. All right, hang on. I need to fix this. Welcome to our podcast, everyone. I'm glad you're listening. This is our 25th episode. Yeah. This is our season finale. Mm. And we've never had a piece of equipment break like that. (laughs) Well, at least we got one season out of it. So I'm hoping this is like a little mini episode. Um because I want to celebrate and just look back on 25 episodes. I saw these other podcasts, and they do, like, season one and season two and season three. So I'm opening a beer right now. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it really is. And if we want to be like everyone else. Yeah. You got to pay attention to what everyone else is doing. Okay. Got to fit in. Oh, I'm starting to finally warm up a tiny bit. It's so cold out there. Mm-hmm. Taking my beanie off here. Um, if you guys just don't mind a second while we light these cigars, <laughs> I'd really appreciate your patience here. And really, this is an opportunity for you at home to be. Why are you kind of with that cutter? Because you were using the other cutter. Oh, that cutter's oh, a piece of crap. Oh, but it's horrible. Oh, it's, it's smushing my cigar. Yeah, you don't use that cutter. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is an opportunity for you guys at home to really light your own cigars. Or cigarette, or pipe, or, or bong, or, or joint. Shoot, your, light your crack pipe, shoot heroin, <laughs> whatever. Just kidding. Cigarettes are bad for you. You shouldn't do those. Only cigarettes are bad for you. That was kind of a joke for the listeners out there. How many smokers we got out there? Come on. You can raise your hand. It's okay. Okay. 25th episode. So we're going to take this time just to look back a little bit on... 25 episodes but first we got some like oh in fact well we'll get to that but we got some um feedback from previous episodes so i want to um go into some of this here i'm gonna have you read that so i can smoke my cigar this is from jack whoa whoa whoa. i got a big Okay. Hey, Cammie and Ben. It's like Jack, but I think it's like Jacqueline. <clears throat> okay. Hey, Cammie and Ben. Thanks for your reply. And it was interesting to hear your response to my question about mortgages on the podcast this morning. It was particularly interesting because my feeling from your vlogs was more so, wow, this guy has such strong opinions about mortgages. And does he look down on other people for taking a different route? Been there. But... <laughs> 
But listening to your discussion in the podcast, I realized that while I had never really formulated an opinion about mortgages as a principle, mostly because from my perspective, so much of it is situationally dependent, I feel very similarly about a lot of the foundational philosophies supporting your mortgage opinion. My partner and I work really hard to not fall into the lifestyle inflation trap that you describe. Buy a nice house, now you have to buy nice stuff for it, and just overall start living at that level of comfort luxury. And I couldn't agree more that people take advantage of all the credit available to them through car loans, mortgages, credit cards, etc., and the negative impact it can have on your life. I had just always thought that most people rely too heavily on their mortgages and thus how people use them was the issue and not the mortgage itself. Anyways, just interesting how much your answer resonated with my own feelings. Also, I thought it was particularly funny because we are those people you referenced who eat beans every day and live in a small apartment, etc. to save money. One last thing, I grew up Jewish, reform, not orthodox. And while Shabbat always felt like more of a nuisance, having to go to synagogue, etc., I had never really realized how much I missed the tradition and Friday night dinners, etc., or considered different ways you could celebrate this special day. I love how you approach Shabbat and your interpretation of it is so beautiful. While I never practice it this strictly with Judaism, it is often taken to a very literal extreme. You can't even tear toilet paper, write, carry things in your pockets. So does that mean you use the whole roll? (laughs) loophole (laughs) exchange money turn on lights etc thank you for you you would be you would totally be that jewish person anyways oh i would rather not use toilet paper than use the whole roll okay you would be that jewish person thank you for helping me broaden my interpretation of this day of rest and appreciation and inspiring me to start celebrating it again cheers jack jacqueline are you being racist to me? To your 1% Jewishness? <laughs> I saw <clears throat> this, I this guy yeah. that I follow on Instagram. He had some uh, Jewish sale, and it was a coupon code that gave you a penny off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and was it, he Jewish? Yeah, he's Jewish. Oh, okay. But the coupon code said, like, Jew deal or something like that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I guess you can only get away with that if you're actually Jewish. Yeah, it's like with anything. You can only get away with uh, being racist to your own race. (laughs) So what do you think about that email? Or I I forget if this is a comment or an email. I think it might have been an email. Yeah, it's interesting how she said that she never really understood or had never thought about that mortgage itself could lead to these things. I like this email for two reasons. One is, yeah, the mortgage thing, like, I think she was expecting me to be an ass about it. And Mm -hmm. I think in the past I would have been. Like, in the past we were known by having these, like, really staunch principles that we stood behind. It was like die on any hill. And now I think more of my maturity makes it so that I am able to implement different and even sometimes conflicting principles. Like mortgages. Like I don't believe in, I think debt's dumb. But then I also think people having a house is sometimes good for their family. So how do you merge those two? Mm. 
well, in my young years, I was just been like, well, just pick one and die on that hill, whichever is the most difficult or, mm-hmm. you know, feels the most noble. And then ignore mm-hmm. all other truths. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I like is, uh, does she say she's, yeah, I grew up in a Jewish reform home. Yeah, okay, so. so I just like how we have people from different perspectives that are able to join this little journey thing with us. And mm-hmm. they're they're mature enough to learn from someone else who's not the same as them yeah and or at least they find it enjoyable i guess i'm not sure if she said she's learning or not but and it makes me feel like i'm not just talking in an echo chamber talking to people that were raised the same way i was Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely think you can learn more from people who are different from you so this was a previous episode um maybe two or three episodes back and then this was from the last episode I think this guy's name is Keith, but his screen name is Denali. Yeah. Oh, it's, well, so he says, his name is, you said Keith? Mm-hmm. Keith says, my heart ripped when you said you were in an abusive relationship as a young teen by a youth pastor. Hmm. That's, that's, that's really touching because I, I think for me, I tend to, di- I've worked through it a lot. I've spent a lot of time working through it. So I don't have a ton of emotion around it anymore. But I think I I tend to... Sorry, screaming kids. Um, Hang on. I'm going to go see if I can get the kids to not scream. Yeah. I think I tend to think that this happens to so many women... And, but I know it can happen to, it happens to men and to boys and to girls, but it happens to so many people that I downplay it happening to me. So I really appreciate Keith that you felt for me because I do think that any one situation is important, um, to have compassion for, and it matters what each person goes through. So thank you for that. So not to ruin the thing, but I was going to go the other direction <laughs> when I heard this. I was like, I mean, I think it's really kind, like everything you said and everything he said, but <clears throat> I was thinking, dude, that whatever sexual abuse you went through felt like a cakewalk compared to what we've been through the last five years. Oh, <clears throat> it's just different. I wouldn't call it a cakewalk. Well, yeah, that's kind of the insensitive way of putting it. Yeah. But everyone agrees, like, sexual abuse, as soon as, I mean, it took you a while, I guess. I would say the pain was just as acute. What I went through as a a teenager, young teen, and in my early 20s working through it, as what I just went through in the last three years. So maybe that what we just went through in the last three years just feels a lot more fresh. But definitely a lot more fresh. But in terms of like pain, current pain. Well, and what we went through in the last three years to me feels like it disrupted all pretty much like my whole life. This uh, didn't disrupt my whole life. It disrupted a huge part of it. But the uh, this one feels yeah, anyways. So let's be vague and not describe what it is, and move on to the next. Yeah. Comment. Can you read this? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Plant-based large family. Do you know her name? 
Mm-mm. Okay, I'm sorry, but I know who you are. Hey, no, you gotta. If I'm not apologizing, if you want us to know your name, oh you yeah, write sign your name. Your name. Otherwise, Otherwise, we're gonna we're call, call you, you plant-based plant large, large family. family. <laughs> okay, is there nothing you won't see? Nothing you make a point not to view or don't want your kids to view. How is that different from people who would buy Pure Flix? They just have a different standard or line they choose not to cross. And if that standard is in line with Pure Flix, it is the perfect subscription for them. No hate at all. Just trying to see things from someone else's point of view. Something I learned in part from you. You know what? I like that. And yeah. I'm really glad. It's a really good question. <clears throat> I'm really, I love these comments because I don't want people to agree with us. I just want people to be respectful uh, yeah. either way. And this is great. No, this is really great. But I actually, I have an answer for this um, in terms of, you know, she says, is there nothing you won't see? So, okay, for those of you guys that didn't listen to last week's episode, first of all, I think you should. Um, <laughs> it was about Pure Flix. And it was, I think it was a more controversial episode than I thought it was going to be. So basically, we tore apart this website and i don't even know we're getting comments that are like what well I, all i know is at one point there was four dislikes and four likes oh, okay <laughs> so it was like 50, <laughs> guess that 50. is one way to to measure that yeah so it's always hard to tell though and for people that dislike it i actually really want to know why um a dislike isn't very helpful because what i walked away wondering from that episode was were we off line out of out of line or do we just go too far? At, or not, do people just not like it, what we said? Uh-huh. Disagree and with I, us, yeah. Yeah, and I actually don't know. But, okay, so plant-based large family says, is there anything you won't see? Um, you know, nothing you make a point not to view or don't want your kids to view. Yes, there are things we don't want our kids to view. And I don't have a problem with anyone out there. If you don't want your kids to watch stuff, no problem. Like, I think everyone has that right. Yeah. Everyone has that prerogative. Everyone has even that responsibility in a way to decide what's going to be harmful and best for their family. Now, my beef with Pure Flix was not that it's an alternate culture, but through the language that's used very subtly, it's claiming to be a superior culture. That's mm -hmm. my kind of thesis or premise there. And I know I'm reading between the lines because no, no um, religious organization says we are number one. We are the best. But I, through spending enough time in these types of organizations, at least I know how I saw it. And I know I have these like trigger words that I hear where it's like moral high ground. And my beef is when you choose a particular culture that's pretty arbitrary. I mean, it's like not saying the F word or not saying ass or not saying any set of words, really, mm -hmm. or this level of nudity instead of that level of nudity. I mean, everything we're watching on Netflix nowadays, our parents would have considered pornographic or our parent, our grandparents would have, mm -hmm. you know, because they show shoulder blades. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say it's arbitrary. But um, Pure Flix's... Um, promotional material using the word wholesome and these kind of like moral sounding absolute words I think come across as more morally sound pure and therefore better than other entertainment and people that consume it that's what I think and that's my beef with it <clears throat> I remember them saying we want 
wholesome movies for our family, don't you? Some almost implying that I guess if you'd well, be watching this that yeah. you would. It that's that's a common marketing yeah, thing. Yeah, so I, I can't blame. It's actually for the that. word wholesome, I think, that I'm I'm and I am reading into it, <laughs> I'll be honest about that. Yeah. Okay. So Finally, That's a good question. is the email I got in my inbox from, da, da, da. do we have a drum roll? I think we do somewhere, don't we? <laughs> I think so. Where, oh. Let's see. No, where... I don't have a drum roll. Oh. oh, I need to get a drum roll. I do have this guy here, but that's more it's for a like little, yeah, a joke. comedy. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll Something. look into that. Yeah, sorry about no drum roll. Put that on my notes. Um, for season two, come back to season two <laughs> for drum rolls. Yeah. I got a. This is the featured movie, the weekly featured movie on Pure Flix, which prompted me to unsubscribe because I didn't realize I was still on their email list. And it's called Opposite Day, and then it shows these two kids pointing at these parents, and there's it says, in this hilarious new comedy, things become opposite when the kids are in charge and the adults are the kids and i was like fuck that sounds like our whole life right now <laughs> it's not a comedy it's our life that's funny but i'm not gonna bash it that was just one of those funny things um okay moving on um so i thought i'd tell the story very briefly of how we started this podcast i don't know if we've shared it or not I don't and, know if I remember it or not. Well, we, we might have different reasons. Right. You probably started it because I told you to please sit down in that chair and I pushed the record button. And I agreed. <laughs> I mean, I know. Is we, this the microphone? <laughs> I know we discussed it, but I think it was maybe more. Ooh, I get to smoke a cigar. More, yeah, I'm was. in. <laughs> I'm so in. <laughs> exactly. But you could be thinking um, about. I want to talk about success and how we decide if this has been successful for 25 episodes or not, how we gauge that. Because mm -hmm. I think it's an interesting question as we, we're deciding to, to continue on with it. And I mean, I, I don't even know how to answer it, but I can, I'll tell you how we think about it. So we were driving home from, we went on the Appalachian Trail, we finished in August, then we flew straight to Seattle, and then we hung out in Seattle for basically a month, and then we drove home. Um, in September, which was like a four-day road trip. And on this road trip, we started listening to podcasts really for the first time. I mean, I think I gave it a shot like 10 years ago, but I just couldn't podcasts get into it. Podcasts were around 10 years ago? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And I, um, I've never had like a commute in the last 10 years, so that would have been the best time for me to listen to podcasts, I think. Like, yeah. And that's where I hear most people do, but I've never had that. So podcasts have always frustrated me, even audiobooks. I just, I don't have that. Uh, that slotted time. Yeah. But this road trip, we started listening to one. And one in particular we listened to was Casey and Candace Neistat's podcast called Couples Therapy. And I was not impressed with it. Um, but I really like Casey uh, Neistat as an inspiration for my art. But the podcast... We ended up listening to three or four episodes, and it was entertaining at first, but it was, yeah. having known them, it it wasn't, like, blowing our minds or anything. Like, I, I've struggled to listen to episodes It since. was kind of, like, a very side thing for 
Casey. Yeah, I think it's for people that are already interested in them. Yeah. Um, they have some. They have some cool angles though. Like, um, so they they go to therapy and they basically talk about it. Yeah. But what I was inspired by was their style, and Casey was one of the people that first got me into feeling confident about videoing because. You know, there's these guys that are like really professional and slick looking and everything's in focus and the camera's on a tripod and the shot is framed with perfect lighting. And then he takes the camera and he sticks it on a pizza box, <laughs> which is what I did tonight. So I just made that up because that's what I did. But he puts it on a pizza box. He puts it, um, mm -hmm. you know, in the trunk of the car. He puts it just kind of like wherever in a way that it's more creative than it is professional looking. Mm -hmm. And it creates this aesthetic. And... It feels real, and it feels kind of um, DIY Grit, and gritty, gritty and homegrown. Yeah, and his podcast is pretty similar. Like they kind of got on, they turned the thing on. You could tell neither of them like really prepared a whole lot, yeah. and they just started talking. And what was really fun about listening to them was these moments that they had with each other. It was just off the cuff, which is refreshing. And the little fights that they would get in. Or Candace, she's like, she comes across as being like a bitch, which I know enough about our life to know how we come across to some people, not to gauge people by how they come across. But yeah. she like never smiles. She's always cranky. You know, she's always kind of like frustrated that he has I a think camera in her face. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. But in this podcast, she's just like, she's just like that. Yeah. And she's kind of like, you know, just not enthusiastic. And I was just like, oh, that was, it was really enjoyable seeing that aspect of their relationship mm -hmm. and that's what gave me the confidence to say i think if we just push record mm -hmm. we can um just talk for an hour and we'll have a podcast and of course i mean you guys all know it certainly helps to have some sound effects <laughs> some do-it-yourself sound effects <laughs> even though 25 episodes and we still haven't figured that out yet because I'm still not sure. We're all always fumbling. Wait, what? what is that? Nope, that's not the right one. Well, I had a piece of paper here that had the important ones written down and someone moved my piece of paper, so. Oh. Guess um, we could rewrite that piece of paper. So anyways, we started it and to me, like, I want to just get into, well, let's, I got this um, email coincidentally, I guess, uh, felt like coincidentally, this week also. And this was like YouTube's can... YouTube page. It was like the thing that they send to like say rah rah, like keep on making content to make us rich. So <laughs> it says, um, okay, so we have 548 subscribers, which actually seems like a lot for me for a podcast. Cause mm -hmm. I remember in the beginning thinking, oh, who will listen to this hour long mm -hmm. thing? And I remember seeing like a hundred people listen to it. And I was like, whoa, that's like, seems like a ton. Yeah. But now we have 548. This mm -hmm. is just in September. Um, so it says this month. Oh, this is all this month. Okay, that's not even interesting, I guess. I thought it was going to be some cumulative total. But, mm -hmm. okay, this month we got 85 subscribers, 3,885 3, views, 55,000 minutes were watched. This is all just on YouTube, by the way. 76 likes, 49 comments, 46 posts, whatever that means. I have no idea. Nine shares. Um, so I don't even know what that means, but I guess I just tossed that out there to say the numbers is one way to look at it. 
and, and the yeah. numbers kind of confuse me because it's like 55,000 minutes were watched. What does that mean? Are we yeah. supposed to be sad if it's 50,000? Yeah. Or what if next month it's only 40? Mm-hmm. Do we go like kill ourselves? <laughs> yeah. I think the numbers is one aspect of success, but it's even a tricky son of a bitch, I think. Um, but if no one was listening and we're just talking to ourselves, then it's like, well, what's the point? So there is an aspect where it's important, but I think what's even more important is are we, do we feel like this is something that we're enjoying? (laughs) Is this something that we, we feel, I don't like to use the word called, but like, is this something that we want to do we feel like we're kind of good at i mean i'm wondering the question i ask is am am i being used to my fullest capacity like am i being stretched and i feel like the types of topics we're covering like even the pure fix pure flicks one last week you can disagree with it and you know maybe i was an ass i'll give you that but i don't hear anyone else talking about that topic anywhere Mm -hmm. right now and it's something we're passionate to talk about. So that's something. So for that reason, I'm going to still do it. Yeah. And I think it's still good for that reason. And when I say good, I, I don't necessarily mean in quality. I just mean like it's our good work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Here's a few other things that I'm proud of is I think it took a lot of courage for me, for us to start this. I don't know about you. I guess I'll just speak for me. Like, I had all these voices. I kind of talked about it already a little bit like, oh, you're not going to understand the audio equipment. Um, You know, kind of it's going to be boring. There's going to be long pauses. Mm -hmm. You're not that funny. No one likes your voice. Um, It's going to be too much work. It's oh, it's another thing that you're starting. So, oh, great. You're good at starting things. but You're not good at finishing things. So am I just using this as an excuse to get out of going deeper on the vlogs? or the the books or all these other projects that like feel like I'm half-assing. Yeah. Um, but to 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 tell all those voices to shut up. Yeah. And just to start the damn thing. It was like a big step of courage. Um and probably the first episode in that way was the hardest, like just to say, "Okay, you know what? You know enough to publish this week." stop hmm. making excuses because otherwise it'd be like okay well let's read a book on podcasts and i'm gonna yeah. watch eight videos and do eight practice rounds and then you know that that would just discourage me mm-hmm. for me i hated public speaking <coughs> uh microphones freaked me out and this is a little different from public speaking but it's still it's challenging for me to just get here and talk Cause I don't feel like I have a flow like blah, 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 blah. So I like just depend on you to keep the conversation going. And then when you leave, I'm like, wait, Which, wait, this is a side no. topic again, but people are still, I mean, that's a case for you being a special guest versus a co-host. And in that way, I'm fine with that. I, I don't think I have the personality to carry something like this. I think you more have that personality. Well, I don't think it's binary. I see it as a spectrum. Okay. Just like gender fluidity. And I see you as a (laughs) co-host. 
and a special guest. <laughs> and, and pretty soon, I'm going to take over. And my partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you least expect it. So you can really, it's fine with me if you're all those things. And I really think that'll make everyone happy. Thank you. Thank you. Introducing our co-host and special guest and registered nurse. I don't know if you're registered. I don't know what that even means. That's Cami with a K. Dude, people are not getting that memo. K-A-M-I. Okay, so um, I want to talk about some highs and some lows for the first 25 episodes. Yeah. I think a high was the nudist resort, like uh, recording at the nudist resort. Really? For me. We wore clothes, right? No, we did. Wait. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. we did because um, we were sitting in we the weren't, hotel. We weren't doing video back then. Oh, yeah, so we could get away with it. Well, I'm not wearing any pants, though, so I still, <laughs> still know I would freeze my ass off if I wasn't wearing pants right now. So why the nudist resort? <clears throat> I mean, besides the fact that we were naked, uh, is that it? Well, I, I think it was the first time we went, and I had so many thoughts and i was kind of high off of wow this is so i was just learning and, and growing exponentially from that experience and and we were just starting the podcast i feel like it was like episode three and four or something like that we recorded like three or four episodes in like two yeah. or three days and i just i had a good time and it was really relaxed there and I just, yeah, I just have a fond memory of that. For me, one of my highs has been some comments. Um, mm. I would say, I, I, don't, I hate to put a number on it. I, I just don't know, but let's just say 10 or 20 or 30 comments where people are writing us mm-hmm. and they're just saying that they, it's kind of like the comment we read today from Jack, Jackie, Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like people are feeling inspired and maybe like, it's hard to put my finger on how to say it, but like not alone or not crazy. Encouraged. Yeah. And, and I think I like the idea of helping people, but it's also, I just, I'm so used to being the crazy one mm. and being called crazy that I think I actually start to believe that. Mm-hmm. And when I hear people because there's another brand of comment that we get all the time, mostly on the vlog. And that's what I like about the podcast is I think it filters some of the fans out because it's not as entertaining. So there's a lot of people that are entertained by our video content that like watching. They just like watching video, I think, or like mm-hmm. little kids or just cute things. And I, you know, that's great. I don't want to demean that, but that stuff doesn't turn me on. What turns me on is like these types of conversations and these ideas that are behind it. Yeah. And... I feel like the fans are just like, oh, you're so cute. You guys are so awesome. You're so cool. And that's like a lot of the comments on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, that doesn't really do it for me. That doesn't keep me going. But what keeps me going is people saying like, oh, man, that idea you talked about, I've wondered that. And I wrestle with that. And I get that. And I've been feeling that. And then I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's cool. Like there's – it's a thing. Well, and we're filling some kind of void and I hope it's like healthy, whatever. But for people who they need to hear, 
to be inspired, to be encouraged, to not feel alone, to not feel like they're crazy. So, yeah, that's. I good. think another high for me was learning how to podcast. I feel like after twenty five episodes, we are way better at learning how to podcast. We learned uh, not to eat ice cream during episodes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, but we did it, and two or three people were like. I could never listen to your podcast again (laughs) because, and I was like, oh, I guess people can hear, uh, eating ice cream makes sounds. Who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, it just, it tasted really good. I just, Mm -hmm. I never even thought that. I think cigars are, if people are just listening, it's not quite as distracting. Um, But we'll get to a comment later where it actually is distracting for other people. Yeah. So learning how to podcast. I don't see that as a binary thing. And I do see that as one of the biggest assets. Um, you know, it's it's always a mix in, are we doing this for you, the viewer, or are we doing this for us, the creator? And it's not mm. one or the other. Um, I don't think it can be one or the other. I don't think it's sustainable when it's one or the other. But I think in another 25 episodes, we'll probably be better at learning how to communicate through yeah. this medium. And if I'm excited any, about that. If it's anything like our vlogs, yeah. But you just, you get better the more you do something. And so. the final thing I'm excited about that I consider success for this podcast was, I think we broke new boundaries of honesty. Hmm. We've said things, we've shared things on this podcast that I was like, oh shit, we said that. And it's true. And... It didn't kill us, and in fact, it helped people sometimes, and it helped us. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you can shit on us for our quality of our podcast all you want, but one thing you can't shit us shit on us for is saying that we we didn't bring the truth. We brought it mm-hmm. in terms of our story, our experience, and our the best. We did the best we could, I think, in terms of mm-hmm. you know being honest. Yeah. So, I think that's a big deal for me. Anything else you want to add? Nope. Okay, let's talk about the lows. Lows. I have written here Cammy as the co-host, but that, I guess we resolved that's that. That's a low. Well, <laughs> it was just it's unresolved it's issue, uh, and yeah, we you know, we, sol- we solved it by saying it's not a binary thing. Yep, it's a spectrum. Um. Okay. Um. People won't buy us a chair. Hello, darkness, my old friend. (laughs) So, like, you know, we're not there yet with our audience. Yeah, which is understandable. We put out a little, like, a little subtle, like, hey, would you guys buy us a chair? Because these chairs suck. And our audience was like, they're like, no, buy your own damn chair, basically. And I'm not buying a chair right now. So I guess we're sitting on stools for a while. Yeah, I guess I'm okay with that too. Or maybe we need to more formally ask. But maybe even if we formally ask, people are going to be like, fuck you, you're smoking cigars, buy your own chairs. Like, it's not worth $5 for me. Yeah. Which that, that's kind of, I will say there's a, um, there's pros and cons to not being monetized. So the typical thing that people do is on Anchor, the app that we used, or on YouTube, they monetize the hell out of things. So you'd hear three ads 
which my I wasn't even planning on getting into this, but I think it's fun, is basically Nike um, charges you by taking up your time and making you subliminally value products that you don't even realize you're valuing, and then they pay us to trick you into doing that. And is that only happy. on YouTube though? Would it be on the other podcasts? Oh, it's avenues. It's on, yeah, it's everywhere. Oh yeah. Because when I listen to podcasts, I don't hear ads. Well, it depends who you're listening to. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the liturgists. I don't yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah, a lot of podcasts we listen to don't have ads, but some do. A lot of them do. Most of them do. So how do they get paid, or do they? Who? The liturgists. They have a Patreon mm. account, and they push that. Okay. Um, so we, and... I don't like that for a number of reasons. As you can gather from the language I'm using, I don't like the deceptiveness of it, even though it is consensual. And I think that's important is that the, we've had audience members saying like, Hey, I would gladly listen to ads for you guys. And I'm like, great. I don't care. I don't like it still. Um, but then it also gets us into this weird, like <clears throat> question where we have to start asking, Hey, can we really be honest about that? Because are we going to start losing money? Are we going to get, get paid more money? Are we doing our sponsors right um, and all that kind of stuff? And for me, the freedom and just being able to talk about what we think is valuable is so important that it's not worth it for any amount of money right now. Um, but that makes it tricky when it comes to validation because honestly, and this is some comment thread that came up on YouTube this week where someone was like, you guys should use ads and someone else was like oh just like click like on the video and leave a comment it's the same thing and i was like no it's not like you can't spend likes um <laughs> i mean and I, I do it is nice you know but and i'm i'm not i'm not saying this to guilt anyone i'm just telling you transparently the difficulty as a creator one of the nice things about money is it's it's something you can hang your hat on and be like, oh, look, mom and dad, I make $5,000 a month from this. It must be valuable. Mm. It's a very easy metric to say this is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it to people. And on the flip side, I think it's a lie to say the opposite, like to be like, okay, because no one's paying us. It's not valuable to anyone. It's but just more murky. It is. <laughs> yeah. But I guess we're okay with the murk. You know, I am. Mm -hmm. But it is, but I, I, I want to be honest and say that it is confusing at times. Yeah. yeah but I think the other way is confusing too. I mean, you make a ton of money and then all of a sudden you think, oh, I'm invincible or I'm everything I'm and saying is valuable. And maybe you actually should stop for a number of reasons, but you can't because you have this cash cow. You're like, well, no, I'm not yeah. going to stop. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I did want to read this comment that so someone sent us. I want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Are you at a good place or you can? I'm at a great um, place. So wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'll wait, read that this one too. Was, that wasn't it. Where? It's right there. No. Is that... no, no. Uh, no? Oh, this is it. Okay, so this, we have this phone number and someone sent a text message to that phone number and this is what they said. Okay. <clears throat> This person, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl or in between or something else because they didn't leave a name. Um, ben and Cammie with a C. 
I'm really wondering what other people think of you wetting and puffing those cigars, but I don't like seeing that. In addition, the repeated mention of the F word while explaining the snafu expression offended me. So much so that I couldn't further watch the video. Sorry, you guys are otherwise interesting to watch, but this I could not stand. Exclamation point. So I got the impression this person like stopped listening at this point. Although maybe that's not true. But this kind of thing, you know... I sometimes I think people think I like pissing people off and I don't I do like pointing out inconvenient truths and I do like taking the road less traveled and I do like taking a minority opinion at times it's like kind of in my DNA and all those will at times piss people off yes but what I more wish is that people either fought back for what they believed in or said oh I never thought about that way that's cool I don't actually like it when people leave and then slam the door and and I'm not saying that's what this person's doing, but you know, when we use the F word, I, I know it will offend people, but I wish that people weren't offended, if that makes sense. And even smoking cigars, like I don't smoke cigars to offend people. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess we have to draw a line somewhere because I guess I didn't really, I don't know if I fully consent to this yet, but we decided not to eat ice cream while podcasting but we're still smoking cigars and i'm still gonna swear because i think i think eating ice cream made for a shitty product yeah if the product is the podcast so that i want to make a high quality product now that's going to mean different things to different people but ultimately we have to make the best call on that, but I'm not willing to cater what I consider to be a false product, you know, just for one piece of market share or one group of people, mm-hmm. especially a group of people. And this is what I think is coming through here that appear to be taking the moral high ground. Now, that's not what the person's saying, and they're not accusing us, but. They're saying, like, these words are bad, they offend me, and, you know, I think we could basically use wholesome language and appeal to a broader audience of nicer folks, but I would rather, uh, if I had the choice between, like, basically the misfits and prostitutes and hookers and porn stars and bad boys and outcasts and black sheep, like hanging out with them or the churchgoers at this point where I'm at is I would rather be hanging out with the first group. And I'm using those labels like very loosely. I don't consider those bad or wrong things. I'm just saying like they're the group that society is saying, you know, you guys are on the outside. Hmm. So that's, we've pissed some people off. I'm sure we've offended people and and that's a hard thing, um, but it kind of comes with the territory, and we have to keep on moving, and we can't dwell on it too much. But it's it's not my goal. Like, I don't want to piss people off. I, I really don't. So every time I get one of these, I'm like, what the hell do I do to this? With, yeah. I mean, I, I just have to – we've had to learn to just, like, let people go and be yeah. like, you know what? It's okay. You don't have to choose to, to be around us or to like us or to like what we do or say. 
and I hope they stick around and can bear the, you know, what they consider the offenses, knowing that we're not trying to offend them. But mm-hmm. she just not watch the video. That would take care of the cigar part. We still talk about it. That's Are they playing go karts like above our head? I think they're just running. Back. Hey, can you stop running up there, please? Let's see if that works. Okay. Um, well, we have this final comment, and then we have some phone calls to listen to. Um, okay. Can you read this? Yes. This was, I think this was maybe on the YouTube. All right. This is from Michelle. Hello. Trying to catch up on your vlog podcast. Question for your podcast. Can you discuss how you are processing still coming from a legalistic church? I tend to hear a bitterness tone when you mention Christians, and that is probably part of the normal process recovery when you come from an unhealthy church environment. Do you find yourself bitter and passing that bitterness down to your children? Do you combine all Christians together? I should probably read your author, uh, Rob... Richard Rohr. Richard Rohr books, but this question is after hearing your daughter's comments on the Game of Thrones regarding Christian comments. I realize this is not part of the topic of your podcast, but I know that you like comments and questions for your podcast. Yeah. Um, I f- we might be in different places. I'm not really sure. Um, bitterness is kind of a hard thing to put your finger on. I'm angry. I, I think I've been deeply hurt by my family members that call themselves Christians by used to be friends that called themselves Christians for Christian reasons and and yeah we've what do you mean by that I mean they're not just they're not just coincidentally Christians they're like saying we are treating you this way because the Christian belief system says A, B, C, and D yeah. So they're directly using Christianity to hurt as us. a weapon. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest and say I think I am dealing with a lot of hurt still in that area. And so I have distanced myself quite a bit um, from Christianity. And, I, and that's on a spectrum too. I mean, I still... <laughs> I still fucking write out the Bible. Um, I read some Christian literature, but I'm very picky about who I read. But even that stuff is a bit, it's tainted for me um, because I think I'm still recovering from all of that hurt. Um, And I see it as a process to work through. And I think as long as you're, you're, I'm still working through the process. There's probably, I don't still like resentment, bitterness there, anger. I don't know what turns into what, but my hope for myself is that I will eventually be able to not feel that way. I don't know how long that'll take, but I also want to honor how long it might take a while. And am I passing that down to my kids? Oh, I'm sure. Just because how can you not? Like when you go through something that's really hurtful, 
um, whether no matter what it is, um, it, and I'm around my kids all the time, like they're gonna feel a lot of that. Yeah. Hmm. For me, I I don't know if I have bitterness or not. I wouldn't be surprised if I do. But I said I was angry. I'm really angry right now at the system that promotes violence, hierarchy, exclusion, oppression, and judgment that is highly promoted within a lot of Christian circles. Now, is that true Christianity? I don't think so. And is that every Christian? No. So I don't have a problem with um, Christian religion people. But I do have a problem with this system. I mean, this is a gross analogy, but it's almost like having a problem in Nazi Germany with Nazism. Do I have a problem with every German or every Nazi? No. They're just like people. Mm -hmm. And they have an ideology that I think is dangerous, but... You know, I'm sure they all believe it for different reasons, and some of them don't know any better, and they're just doing the best they can. And I actually believe that about Christians. And, um, but I do believe a lot of the belief system in what is being called Christianity to, to this day, or religion, is dangerous, and it's actually become this whole separate thing from anything Jesus ever taught. So in, in that way, it's actually not Christianity. It's labeled as Christianity. Mm. So, you know, for this whole conversation, we almost need to use Christianity in quotes, like little C or big C, or I don't know how to distinguish that. And that's part of the problem with this language is we, we say Christian because we're referring to how people identify themselves, not necessarily what I think of in my head. <clears throat> so... But I, I do have a very strong aversion and anger and frustration with that system that I continually see as, as destructive and anti-loving and anti-Jesus. So I'm sorry if that comes across in the wrong way because I know some people identify as that and they are thinking like, oh, you're against me. And I'm like, I don't want to be against you. I, I, don't, no. I don't even know if I am against you. But there's this group of people you hang out with that believe this thing that I am against mm -hmm. and I don't know what word to use. So I use different words just to like kind of keep people guessing because I don't want to like be like, this is the anti-Christian show. Cause it's not that simple mm -hmm. or anti-Christianity show maybe, but there is a brand of the culture, the Christian culture, which yeah, hell yeah, I'm against. Absolutely. Um, and maybe I'm overreacting right now. Like I'm totally fine with that, but I'd be lying if I'm saying I'm not against it. Like, um, I think I don't, I'm not even against the people that are in it though either like yeah because I was in it for uh, 35 years you know yeah. so I know I, I actually have a deep sympathy and understanding mm -hmm. of at least what I consider that part of the Christian culture to be yeah I think it's still really hard for me to separate Christianity from my hurt I think I'm still in that process of doing that so thanks for that question yeah michelle that was helpful i appreciate that and you know i think that's it so we asked for you guys to call in and we have a few 
uh, calls here that we're going to play right now. Hi, Cammie and Ben. Uh, this is a message for your 25th episode where I believe you asked people to call and say how they have benefited from the podcast or something like that. Um, for a little context, my name is Louise. I'm Canadian. I'm unmarried. I'm an atheist and I have no children. So objectively, not a lot in common with you, but uh, that's actually what I love. I've learned so much about uh, different ways to see the world and various experiences. Uh, and I find the way you approach religion so refreshing. One of my biggest takeaways is your life with children. Uh, it's very easy for me to think of all these big dreams I have for my life and feel stressed that I need to get them all in before I have kids. But your story has shown me that you can go on with these big adventures all together um, and that life doesn't have to settle down too much with children. Awesome. Thanks so much. Can you answer that? I'm going to try and that, get the parade to stop yeah. above our heads. <laughs> Louise, I think that's what you said your name. Thank you for that. I'm I'm excited when anyone calls in and talks, but I'm also r really excited when, when people who are different than us feel like they can call in and talk and they listen to what we put out. I, I think that's really cool. Um that you can find something that you there's a lot you can relate to um i think that's really cool so thank you and we have learned that there is a perspective on kids that not only doesn't make it not the end of your life but it can actually enrich your life and make mm. it better that was why yeah. we started the whole vlog was to show people that in fact because we had seen everyone is just like, oh, kids suck. Family sucks. You know, because people, in the same way we've been hurt by Christianity, I think a lot of people have been hurt by family mm. and some viewpoint on what family ought to be. Mm. And it was pretty boring. Yeah. Seemed pretty miserable. Yeah. And what I found interesting about our Appalachian Trail journey was people were like, wow, you guys did it with kids? As if it was like, this extra huge hard burden mm -hmm. and I actually they felt bad for us like we had taken on this massive drain mm -hmm. and I almost felt bad for them because I was like how could you do this without kids it was so much <laughs> there's so much pleasure and joy in doing it you know mm -hmm. so that's just kind of a funny irony of it all yeah but that's a cool message yeah Hi, Ben and Cammie. I wanted to let you all know that this podcast has been amazing for myself and my marriage. I love seeing your daily adventures and life in the vlogs, but I often find myself curious about where and how the reasoning comes about for the changes and growth that you bring to bear in your life. So the podcast has really helped me understand more about that. Um, I find myself more easily able to talk to my husband as a result of the long-form discussions between you and Cami, and I find myself more readily aware of my own needs and wants and desires and how to communicate them. I really appreciate that takeaway, specifically from Cami's growth. And I also appreciate hearing how going through therapy has affected your marriage and how that's really helped you and Cammie get on the same page and explore some of the long-term conflicts that you all have had. Hmm. That's super encouraging. Thank you. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much better of a compliment can you get for your work than this person's able to talk to their spouse better 
and value their own opinion and self better. I mean, I guess, geez, I might be reading into the next comment or the next phone call actually, but yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. Thank you for calling that in. And one of the things I really appreciate about this podcast is it just gives us a relaxed environment to be able to go deeper. Mm-hmm. Yep. With the vlog, there's a lot of pressure with video to, I mean, it's a more, it's just a, it's a different product and mm-hmm. I think the expectations are different. So, yeah. I mean, if people knew how much time I spent editing, like, I mean, I'll take out halves of seconds because if I take out, uh, like a hundred half seconds, mm-hmm you know, in the vlog, I almost shave a minute off. Yeah. <laughs> and with the podcast. Every half just... second counts. <laughs> All right. This is the final one. It's a little bit tricky to hear. So. Hey, Ben and Tammy. This is Faith from Los Angeles, California. And this is my message for your 25th episode, first season wrap up. I wanted to call and share that one way your podcast has affected me or changed me is that I'm starting to realize the value of my own growth and evolution and my own story. And in light of that, I am much more likely now to speak up and say what I think and also take note of um, how my feelings are changing on a given topic and actually help facilitate change as well. Um, I've started to see a counselor, and I think a lot of that um, was encouraged by your guys' sharing of how you see a counselor and a therapist and kind of work through um, some of your changing relationships and views and um, had a place to be heard. So um, I've taken to doing that and um, just grown a lot um, by realizing that what I have to say matters. and. Um, my story matters. Um, so thank you guys for um, listening to each other um, and putting value to your own growth. Um, it just made me see that um, there's a lot that all of us are going through and um, our contribution is, is valuable. Um, so I'm just beginning to see that and um, working through um, working through what it means to <laughs> grow up and um, pass some of the moralistic teachings um, that I've also imbibed from the Christian world. And thank you guys for the inspiration. Thanks, Faith, for that message. Sorry for those of you guys that are in audio land out there. You might not know what's going on, but Rainier came crashing down here in the middle of the phone call, and Cammy went up to go. I don't know, chain him down or put him to bed or tuck him in or something. I'm not quite sure what. So we lost our special guest and co-host right now. Um, But I will say that that idea of finding your own opinion valuable is something that we have come to see in ourselves more than ever in these last few years. And this is the same theme coming from a religious background. I always kind of undermine my voice and we were kind of just joking, not joking, unfortunately today about um, a conversation Cammy had with a friend and this friend said, Oh, I don't want to come to that thing because I don't think God 
Um, I forget what the words were, but I, I don't want to uh, use the friend, uh, tell a story at their expense, but where it's like, oh, basically God doesn't want me to. And we grew up where that was just like a common thing that you said and come to find out what we believe now is it's something that people hide behind to basically hide their preferences and their true desires. Um, and, and it goes both ways. Like when you, when you say, I mean, like some of the ways we've been treated that we haven't really talked about, but people said, oh, we think God wants this. And then they do something like that. And then it's like, oh, we wish you would have just said you don't like us, you know, because I'm fine with that. But when you start saying God doesn't, God wants me to not hang out with you anymore. It's, um, you know, not only is it to me give God a bad name, but kind of like what you pointed out, it diminishes the value of our own voice and our own opinions. Mm-hmm. And this is something we believe very passionately that we're that we're in the process of learning is that every person out there, that's what I love hearing from atheists from fucking Canada and bisexuals from Australia and Christians from LA and whoever the heck it is, mm-hmm. I actually believe your voice is valuable. No less valuable than mine. And mm-hmm. and we've learned come to learn that our kids' voices, the two year old, is just as valuable as my voice even though I think I'm pretty fucking smart. Um, But that doesn't make my voice more valuable than my two-year-olds, which could be discouraging in one sense, but in the other sense, it's actually the highest form of dignity you can ever give to a human. So that's like, you know, there's, I'm really glad to hear that because there's what we talk about and then there's reading between the lines, what we care about, what we're trying to share. And that's the thing that I really want to share with people is like people from different belief systems can listen to each other and can Mm -hmm. talk and can value each other and cannot think that they're better than each other just because you know Mm. they have a different belief system yeah cammy's back i'm back okay well that was uh 25 episodes wow we did it we Uh, need to clap yep we do hang on uh this clap no, you gotta go to the next page. Oh, that would have been so <laughs> cool to have that. It's okay. Yeah. I'll do a long one now. For our fiftieth, we'll get it right. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys for calling in. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for twenty-five killer episodes. Yeah. We did have some. I'm just doing a tiny bit. <laughs> just because I want. I don't want you guys to forget where you came from. Yeah. And you guys have come a long ways too. <laughs> Um, but do us a favor and do not stop calling in. Here's what happens. Okay. I'm going to get into a little fucking mind reading here. Okay. Cause I know you guys, you guys are like, Oh, I wonder this. And I feel this, ah, but they wouldn't care. Ah, someone else will call in. Ah, fuck them. They smoke cigars or whatever the hell your excuse is. And then you don't call in and you just think or I'm the, too shy and you're not even offering nervous. to buy our chairs and you're not calling in. Uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> No. Yeah, I found that fucking sound effect. So that is not going to work for season two. Okay. So let's just say either you send us money or you better start fucking leaving some comments or questions if you have them. Yeah. Honest ones. Like what, what are you really wondering? What are you really feeling? If you disagree, say it. So 
we're going to end off by making this pact. This one-way pact. I'm sorry, I just made that up. I don't know what it is, but we're all going to be better people, better podcast audiences and <laughs> podcasters, recorders, co-hosts, because mm-hmm. you guys are all on the spectrum too. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the phone number, I better leave you with that, is 206-651-5744. Two zero six six five one five seven four four. That and all the information is in the description and the show notes and all of that. Cool guys. So we are going to be celebrating um, tonight the ending of season one by starting to record season two in about five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> That's our celebration. All right. There you go. Hooray. We have to stand up and stretch a little bit, I think. <laughs> Go spank some kids. <laughs> JK. Um, all right. We'll uh, see you guys in season two. Thank you for listening to Fight for Together. We'll see you next time.